Alright, alright, alright. Welcome back. Hopefully you're in the spirit to learn today. High Voltage with Double Ed. I am your host. Yours truly, Double A. And yeah, today, like I said, it's, it's more going to be a how-to. And it's going to be in the Department of Leadership. You know, I've been a captain before on a tennis team. I've been a president before on a club. You do need leadership skills to to, to thrive in an organization if you are in a role of leadership. But for the most part, I'm going to put it into a sports concept, concept because it, it is vital to win. And I wish it was talked about more. You know, when a team doesn't win, I don't hear about the lack of leadership that much. And I mostly have talked about, talk about the players, you know, not necessarily the coaches. Uh, but in real in the real life, it does make life easier having a good leader. So definitely the things I'm saying is applicable to real life stuff. But the examples in which I give are going to be of sports context. So definitely keep that in mind and hopefully you can use it for yourself. And, you know, that's the whole point of this podcast that I really do want this to be a way for you to, to grow and develop and we are all capable of being leaders, and so I hope that you can use this in one in one form or the other, whether it is, has to do with school, has to do with work, has to do in your own personal life. Like even in a friend group, a friend could be a leader of the group. You know, like even like that is very much possible. So let's. I, I'm very excited. Let's get into it. And the first thing is to be positive, right? Like, no one really wants to hear someone. And you're looking up to them, right? No one wants to hear, man, we're not we're not going to win today, you know? We're not going to do well today. We're not going to finish this assignment. Like, that's not, a, first of all, not a good way to start a day. Not a good way to, to, uh, to start... Um, you know, an assignment or a project or a game, right? Because you don't know what's going to happen. You know, you might as well give it a chance, right, before you actually know the result. Like, who truly knows the result when you start something? So you really do have to be positive. Um, and even if we're talking about the aftermath, try to find the silver lining in something. People really do thrive on positivity even though we like to think about negativity a lot like it sticks in our mind for some reason but we got to hear the positive we absolutely have to so that's the thing right can you find the positive in a bad situation can you elaborate on a positive situ- uh, situation um could, uh, can, can people tell that you're not making it up Right, that you actually are being authentic when you say all these things, and you really do believe that whatever you're saying, it's it's good. It's po- It's whatever coming out of your mouth is uh, is is all all well and good. You, you know, I don't want to keep using the word positive so much, 
So that's the so, so that's really the first thing, and that's a big thing. It's how you go go about a game, how you go about um, what it is that you're doing, keeping an open mind to to greatness that you never know that you might you know have perfection, right? And you know, in that case, you would win the day. Um, carpe diem. Always keep that. In, in your mind don't go out there and assume or don't even have the i'm being realistic excuse right because sometimes saying that oh i'm just being realistic is an excuse for preparing for the worst rather than just actually going out with your best foot forward seeing what's going to then happen which could be the worst right the worst could always happen and that could be a lot of different things so another thing is you want to be honest, but also reasonable, right? And I'm going to talk about um, the point later, you know, about treating your teammates like family, and you know, and you know, you're going to have to talk to them, whatever. Um, I'm going to get to that, but when you're talking to them, be reasonable. Like, don't say anything too brutally honest. You know, but you want to communicate with them their flaws, things that they might need to change, things that they need to consider, right? You really need to, if you if you're going to help them become a better worker, become a better person, become a better player, you need you really do need to talk uh, talk with them, and that's the. Communication is going to be key here throughout. Everyone needs to be on the, on the same page. And the only way that can really be done is if we're honest. Honest, right? Sorry, I got the, the hiccups right now. Um, I, and, and so be honest with yourself, first of all. Be honest with them. And then let them be honest with you too, right? It, sometimes you may not want to hear it. And of course... Uh, they don't want to hear it, but it, it needs to be said. Some, uh, some, at some point, someone's gonna have to say, you know, hey, you, I, I think you need to impro improve your background, rather than, and this is where you know that's being reasonable. Rather than say you have one of the worst backhands I've seen, you know, like they could, they could be inexperienced, right? And inexperience is not an excuse. It actually is a logistical reason why someone is not good. It takes time. For someone to develop into being a, a, a good player, right? It doesn't happen overnight. As long as they know um, the logistics of the game, you have to give them some time. Maybe, maybe a year or two before you can say, okay, who are you really? Are you are you a decent? Are you good? Uh, or are you just, are you not a good player? Maybe it takes two years. I don't know when exactly you should judge um, someone, you know, after, after they started learning the game, but still, yeah, be honest with them, say, like, you know, I haven't seen that much development, is everything okay, you know, are you distracted, are you this, this, that, be reasonable with them, understand that the answer that they give is something that you might not want to hear, but it needs, it needs to be said, so then you could go forward with all the possible details known to both sides and 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 the only way that happens 
is if you're not shy, right? Which is the next thing. Um, you must be comfortable talking about serious issues and to many people, right? The only, and so I kind of should, I should have flipped it because the 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 order in which of of, the, of these two things you need to you know talk with someone before being honest like you can't be honest if you're not talking with anyone I mean you can be honest with yourself you don't need to talk to anyone but yeah the point is that um, to be a leader you just you cannot be someone who can't talk and, and can't uh, have a legit conversation with someone and and so if you know if you're a person you're shy Right, and I'm going to get into speeches in a, in a little bit. Um, actually, if I'm talking about many people, this is actually the time, and maybe the only time to get get into speeches. Yeah, if you're someone who cannot uh, cannot deal with public speaking, or just deal with serious issues and possibly being honest with them, then unfortunately, I don't think this. Uh, I don't think you can be a leader, in, in at least the leader of. My, of my style, you know, and, and when you run all these down, the, you could probably tell what style I'm, I'm talking about. Um, and there are many different ways to be a leader. And I just, I don't want to say, you know, oh, you can't be a leader. Um, because like I said, there's many ways to do the same thing. But yeah, of my style, I'm very more, you know, way more out there, right? More of like, on the face of the team, you know, rather than the leader behind the scenes, you know, and there probably are people like that. Um, but yeah, so like I said, you need to be comfortable talking out loud, comfortable about things that may be awkward, you know, wherever the case may be, and you and you need to f find in your own way how to deal with it, right, and also be comfortable talking with other people too because they're going to of course have have a response and I know when it comes to shy people they're worried about what others might say you have to put that aside you cannot care about that nothing is going to be taken personally that's a that's a, that should be a big thing I should have said with the honesty right like especially when it comes to to sports and hopefully it applies to work too when you're talking about improving someone and you're going to have to say, you know, you need improvement in this, you need improvement in that, which basically means, uh, basically another way to put it is that you're not good in this one area. Some people take that personally. Like, honestly, I never understood that because it's not like they know you, right? It's not like they have a personal vendetta against you, right? I mean, there are there probably can be people like that, but that has to go with, you know, prior, prior history and whatever. Uh, I'm not familiar with like any grudges, you know, or anything like that. But I will definitely say that if you think that uh, someone is trying to hurt your feelings just to get a kick out of it or wanting to see you, you know, emotionally hurt, maybe there's like maybe 1% of people on the earth like that, maybe 2 or 3%, but certainly certainly I don't think it's happening when the I when most of the intention of sports is trying to get you to be better and like I said you want to be on the same page so someone needs to say it right and you expect the leader to say it 
So, yeah, you gotta be comfortable talking about that. And hopefully you're someone that, okay, if I could put this in a way that they won't take take it personally or that at least I could explain it so that they understand my motivation, my attentions are good, That uh, that's all you really need, right? To talk about that serious issue with them or even as simple as just trying to get them to be be the best player that they could be, you know, uh, fulfilling their full potential. So you you really do need to, to be confident in your ability to speak, not only loudly, not only logically, but also the way in which you do speak, you know, that you, you actually do sound confident in yourself. You do know what you're talking about. And then your team can rally around that, which is, of course, part of what I said. Talking to many different people, you're, you, to me, I feel like a leader has to make makes a speech. Now, I mean, my team loved hearing me make speeches. Now, unfortunately, it, it, my speeches were pretty long, so they were it, like say like you know they would try to wrap it up by uh, like like getting their hands together, you know, and just. And this is in my tennis days. Um, yeah, I, I tend to, you know, make uh, long speeches. And they try to tell me to wrap it up by, you know, doing the little finger whirl. Or um, they start, like, cheering going, like, as if, like, uh, they we're about to get going with the match and whatever, um, putting their hands together. But the point is, is that with a speech, that's always a great way to rally around each other, a rally around one person, one team, which is, in my opinion, the face of the team, right, the leader, um, and a way to make a speech is basically gain them motivated, gain, um, igniting their fuel, right, what's going to get them going today, you know, now I know it's going to be different for each person, but if I'm talking to many different people, it needs to be general, it needs to be relatable, to each person. So if we're talking about our rival, you know, I could t- easily talk about the rivalry. I could talk about, you know, what happened in last year's matchup. Uh, I can also talk about, you know, a story like David and Goliath, you know, something like that. It's only if everyone can relate to it in, in, in one way or the other, or at least most people can relate to it so then my next thing is that um and maybe you know kind of ties along with um with this but really do treat your teammates like family right when i talk to them i talk to them as if they were like my brothers you know when i was making this speech it's almost like we had like a family only meeting you know maybe there's a lot of tension um maybe you know there's uh elva in the room right or maybe something bad really happened. Maybe you had to do with finances or a divorce, right? You get you get your siblings together, cousins together, everybody together. You make a speech. You see them, and like, yeah, that's that's my blood, right there. Yeah, I would I would die for these guys. You know, I would die for this cause, and the cause being in my analogy would be because it's the family. With the sport, it would be because it's the team, right? And you got to rally the troops somehow so you're making a speech. But the way in which you're talking and the way in which 
you're conducting yourself is that yeah why, why are you doing this is because they're, they're like my family I, I want to um, help them all that I can so they're successful today you know that's or tomorrow or in the family case tomorrow same, and so you, you got to treat them like that right really be there for them really listen to them that's another thing I'm talking about what I, what I just been talking about is talking but really you have to listen too when I say be there for them I may I, I'm really talking about that personal right like hey captain you know um, I'm probably not gonna I'm, I'm mentally just not um, like um, not there you know I got a lot going on with school maybe something going on with a relationship um, you know or you know dealing with a family member dying or whatever the case may be you, you first of all I have to have that connection so that they're comfortable with telling you this so that takes a little bit of time to build that chemistry um but then like I, like i said you know really listen to them. So definitely tell them that yeah you're in your thoughts right uh that you're there for them that you'll always support them uh you can also say um you, this also applies to feedback you know like like oh yeah i i i i got your piece of advice you know where the case may be but i feel like I could, I, I could do a little bit better or I feel like you're missing like one more piece of it. Tell, again, communication's key here. Right? I'm really emphasizing that for at least this part of the episode. Um, and that's and that's good, right? They were critically uh, they were critical with you and critical as in you know giving you advice and really thinking about it and taking everything into account of like uh, what you've been doing, who you are, and um, I know critical could go about in a few different ways, but that's just for the lack of a better word. Um, but then they were critical with you, you know, you, they took your advice, they thought it could have been better, you know, they analyzed it and they and it just didn't seem to mesh, you know, or maybe it did. You know, say like, oh yeah, you know, I took your advice. It, it, I, I'm I'm doing way really better now. I'm doing way better. So then the 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 leader can know. Okay, I I, I can I now know what to do if I ever have a, a circumstance like that again. You know, and again, like I said, it's not, I'm, I'm I'm talking about within the players, the coaches. The, they're already a leader of themselves, right? But I'm talking about in the midst of the players. Just a little bit of, uh, just I guess, a mini reminder. Because I already brought that up. But yeah, again, treat them like family. You know, they are your brothers. You're going to war with them, right? And I know with, with tennis, it's a little bit strange, you know, that you gather all the singles and doubles as a group and individually they play their match. But together, you're fighting your own separate battles in the midst of a war that we call a match, you know? With football, it's easier. Like it's more of like a lot of people on the field at the same time, and then you also have you know baseball, same thing. Uh, basketball, a little bit trickier, but still kind of the same concept. Tennis is a bit weird, and of course, hockey goes along with football and and baseball and basketball. But yeah, like I think it's really, I think it's, un- it's understandable when I say definitely treat them like family, and you know definitely. Don't say anything that um, you know that you aren't willing to do of yourself. Be considerate, 
right? That, that that's actually something I was going to bring up later on. I I'm, I I brought it up right now because you would do that with a family member, you know. You like who would you rather treat better, you know, a family member or a friend? You definitely treat a family member better. I mean, blood is thicker than water, so you would definitely have that. You would definitely say that to yourself more often than if you if you it was just a regular friend, right? So definitely. Definitely, definitely, don't be a, a hypocrite. You know, when you're and and I guess training the like family, I guess sets the precedent, right? For a lot of the things I'm about to say, and I guess already of what I said, because that goes a long way. You know, treating them like family. I know you. I know they're not family, but you can still treat them like that. The fact that you guys are a unit, you guys are a team, right? And then you know your actions and your words. And the way in which you go about things, like being considerate, and you know you're not going to say, uh, you're not going to ask of something of someone that you wouldn't do yourself. So, like I said, it really does go a long way. And I, I do think out of all the ones, um, all the bullet points that I have here, that one really says it the most that you got to treat everyone like family. Um, and here's another one for you, in which has to start with the word treat. Treat your work with purpose or meaning that's bigger than you, right? So when it comes to sports, um, now it depends on professional, uh, collegiate, high school. You know, so with high school, for, for me, you know, it was just just because of the midst of competition, you know, we we guys uh, on the team, we we hated losing, you know, and this applied to everything that we do. Um, it, it we really did not do it for ourselves. We did it for the spirit of the school. We did it for the spirit of the game of the sport. Um, we did it for each other. You know that we put our best foot forward, and we and and telling everybody, hey, we got. We got, uh, I got this guy's back. Okay, he's got my back. Okay, he's got their back. He's got this guy's back. You know, all that. Right? Make it bigger than yourself. Make it more of an intrinsic motivation, not extrinsic. And when it comes to collegiate, you know, do it for the fans, right? Um, do it for, yeah, I guess you could still say the spirit, school. I know with collegiate, you could do it for yourself, like getting into the draft, um, making a whole lot of money, you know, so that's a little bit lesser, but still acceptable. Uh, and then when it comes to sports, the the big four, professional, you could have a lot of people where, you know, um, you're doing it for fans around the world, you know, and they might be counting on you, leaning on you uh, in terms of, you know, someone is uh, rooting for you. They're in the hospital. Um, someone came there to see you all the way out to the other side of the country, um, other side of the world. You know, to to be in that venue just to see you. It there's there's got to be a lot of purposes, uh, and also you know a lot of good charity work, um, a lot of holidays. You know that that the sports celebrate. So you do really have to say to yourself, it's not about me. It really isn't. Um, I know. I know. Technically, you can spell me within the word team, but really, it isn't. It, it, the sport 
the game isn't about you and you need to treat that treat your work bigger than than that and make that known right because if they see that the leader is being selfish uh and there and you know that clearly your motivation is nothing to um of the caliber in which I was just talking about like it's uh, like they're just doing it for money or they're doing it for you know for themselves they're gonna go about that the same way and I definitely know that when you treat something bigger than you and you fuel that fire in the way in which it's it's almost like an underdog story you know you, you like um you have almost a spirit a touch to it right you you are more likely to accomplish a lot more because of that intrinsic motivation. Um, I don't know if, I don't know if that's if there's anything to back that up. You know any studies, any proven works. You know scientists, statisticians. Um, I don't know psychologists, but I would definitely say that for me, yeah, I I, I treat tennis like I, I like you know it was my like my last match you know like I felt like I had to do it for for my team my, my family my guys right and I, I didn't want to let them down and I didn't want my, to let myself down you know of course I know I to do go back to me but at least it wasn't like you know I was trying to um, like like oh yeah you know like the whole benefit is for me just because I'm doing it for me doesn't mean I'm not, I'm not doing it for the team but there's got the it's got what's the end goal what is ultimately your motivation um, what ultimately is your what are you truly feeling inside your intention is it good right is it selfish what's the first thing that comes into your mind and how's that go to helping the team so Again, treat your teammates like family. Treat your work with purpose. It's, I guess, really the meaning, right? I'm treating sports with a lot of meaning here. That's not just cut and dry. You know, it really is it. It's not you go in, you do it, you work out your reps, and you come out. No, there's a little bit of camaraderie with it. There's a little bit of, like, there's a spirit, principle to... The game in which you're you're playing, right? And I really do, and the appreciation as well, not only for what you're doing, but who you're doing it with, right? Hopefully that I I um I know it's technically not the easiest thing to explain, so hopefully I I'm coming across and and you guys are understanding what I'm talking about, um, and and I guess so, my next point is exactly, you know I, I kind of already touched on it a little bit. So like you, so you're treating your teammates like family, like your brothers or sisters. Um, you're talking to them, right? Treating your work with purpose. This is how you can motivate them. This is how you can teach them, right? Because as a leader, it's not just making speeches. It's not just being a role model. It's not just being, just fulfilling a role. It's not. You got to be. Uh, it, 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 it everything runs through you and every the, the, the buck stops with you 
right? So you go out and you and and when you're talking to them, I guess I was all alluding to it anyway. You know, like oh, you gotta improve this, you gotta improve that, and how else to go about that? That's teaching them. If there is going to be one person that teaches them, sure, it's the head coach. But who spends more time with the players? The players themselves, your teammates, or the coach? You know, the coach has got things things to do, right? And I know it's I know it's, I'm a little bit biased. I'm talking about more so high school than anything. Um, but yeah, so it could still apply in college a little bit. You know, like let's talk about when practice is over. You know, the coach doesn't always stay back, right? Uh, the players do so. That's that's what I'm talking about. The leader could stay back and say, "Hey, you know, how about we try this?" Okay, well, you could, let's let's move those hands. Let's 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 have a different angle. You know, there's and and don't get me wrong, I'm not a good teacher. I'm a good motivator, but I'm not a good teacher. But that's part of leading, right? Like you're getting to the core of the issue. You're trying to make them the best player that they could be. Get to the core of the issue get to the uh like how do you resolve that and then seeing the results seeing the execution right but then also like i said earlier you know um well why are they working so hard and and getting taught or um you know how can i get them to maybe get their game to the next level right motivation you know like and and it works differently for everybody so I definitely will say that um, you got like you gotta get to know them, like as if they are family. Um, pay attention to the to the small things. Maybe you have to eavesdrop, and like I said, they could go, those small things could go a long way. You could say, hey, you know, you you gotta do it for, gotta do it for this, or um, hey, you know, your birthday's coming up, you know, or that could it could really go a long way to have someone. Um, support you have someone um be there and have an intrinsic motivation whether it is like the physical connection between the leader and and the the teammate or like the the fact that they actually know something about you and they know how to use that for your benefit which is the team's benefit then yeah, that can definitely go a long way. So definitely, again, it's not it's not easy being a leader. Like I mean, we're not. Um, you could say we're like halfway done. You know, there's a lot you have to consider, and it's and not even just considering. Then you have to go out and execute it, right? So the next thing, and I hope hopefully this one's pretty easy on the same without that much elaboration, but it's essentially don't be forceful or bossy, you know. Like, don't be pushing around. You don't have to shove people, right? You don't have to go out and yell at them, you know? Um, understand that unless they are really, um, they really don't have any idea what you're talking about, uh, or, you know, and hopefully there's a level of trust, which goes back to the family thing. Also goes back to, you know, the, like, um, the purpose a little bit. You got to trust them. You got to trust your team, that whatever you're saying, that the, that they're going to use it appropriately, right? Don't force the issue. Um, don't make it seem like you're bossy with it. Really be flexible, and then also taking feedback. Um, so there's two different issues there. I kind of like combine the two um, because they kind of go with 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 this, even though you know it's a little bit different. 
So I'm going to just start with just just being flexible, right? So if you're being forceful, for example, in how something can be taught, right, which is my last point, or you could even go to the motivation thing too, you then limit yourself of what can motivate them, what what way it is to teach them, right? You gotta be flexible in which that one, they're not each person's different. Two, they're not like you. To, to which the only reason I say that is because you're thinking of the way that they can be uh, taught, the way that they can be motivated. To which, if it's coming from your mind, your mouth, then it's coming from your experience. But yeah, like like I, like I was saying, if they say like, "Hey, I don't really like that that kind of style," can, can we? Can I suggest you something? You know, I, I prefer doing this. Be open to that. Right? What harm does it do to try something different? Um, and that, and like I just said, and within that conversation right there with myself, there's feedback. You know, like um, that's not exactly me, or that's not exactly my style, um, or you know, my or when it comes to motivation, yeah, that I I I I get what you're talking about. I do, but I much rather be like you know, like like I'm much. Like feel I I feel this or feel that especially because of, of this right like it goes back to um, my our personal relationship or my childhood day whatever the case may be right just be aware that if you are bossy you are forceful you be, they become more isolated from you you have to relate to them or you must at least show willingness to be open minded because you don't want to tell them like oh yeah I'm above you. You know, the label does say that. Captain, president, leader, it already says that. You could say there's a gap already. But the way in which you treat them, which is like family, the way in which you treat your work, right, which is the same as them, then are you really that much different? And you want to let that known as at all times because you don't want that conflict to come in between you to which then it affects how uh, how the team how you m- may be um, successful or not or affecting the probability uh, like I said like internal tension happens and it and that it may play out on the on the on the field so on the court so you don't don't be bossy don't be forceful Taking taking feedback, you know, like oh yeah, uh, the piece of advice, yeah, it was good, you know, and I kind of mentioned that a little bit earlier, or um, you have someone that you, um, you know, you said something to them, you're like, hey, yeah, you, you know, you said this, um, I don't think it's correct, you know, or whatever, maybe it has to do with political correctness, or maybe it has to do with, um, you know, I, I actually found found this kind of offensive, you know, whether the case be bring it up to them, you know, don't let it get it. Uh, out of control right knock it away as soon as possible tell them how you're feeling you know and that's definitely key right um that you that not only are you being honest but they're also being honest it is a two-way street but again don't 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 take offense to it um don't be forceful you know oh yeah no you're you're wrong no i'm right about this get out my face or bossy you know like um Saying and, and and keep telling them, yeah, I'm boss. You know, everything I say goes. Like that's not 
what a good leader does. It's what a leader can do. It's not what a good one does. So, and I always told you, um, I, I always told you the consequences of that happening. You, you could become more isolated. You really want to, uh, you, you, there's no going away from the label, but you really want to make it seem like, yeah, I'm still, I'm still on the team. I'm, I'm still with you guys. I'm, I'm not going to treat you guys that much differently. You shouldn't treat me any differently just because I have a title, you know? That's definitely a big thing right there. Equality. You don't want any division. You don't want any um, levels, you know? It should be just straight. Same thing. Not that much difference, okay? That's that's really big, and that goes along with uh, chemistry and whole, uh, um, and also just the power dynamic there, that there wouldn't be any if everyone's everyone treated the same way. So then I always said or earlier about being considerate. Um, again, uh, so that kind of goes it goes into like again being the boss thing, um, being considerate in, in terms into yeah you are a captain and and someone else isn't, but realize that they're that they're not right that they have a little bit less power than you do and just just be aware of of every single circumstance as possible be considerate of uh, of what they're saying um taking in and actually trying to like you know be appropriate to the situation right um and just and just put yourself in them shoot in their shoes you know if they're telling you something you might have to say huh why why are they asking that you know don't just dismiss it don't be forceful don't be bossy it kind of like combines into it to which already I've talked about that earlier, um, and I keep saying this before. My next point is, you know, just communication is key, and that's basically just summarizing. Um, I guess the second, the first part. I guess the first part and the second part really are just the same thing. Uh, the beginning and the middle. It's just yeah, everyone needs. Everyone should be on the same page. You don't. You shouldn't have any confusion, which might lead to tension, which might lead to drama. To which that might spill over on the field. Just be honest, be reasonable, be considerate, treat treat each other like family, and it's for a purpose bigger than you, and everything's gonna be fine, right? And hopefully you don't take any offense or take any offense, uh, uh, take it personally, because then you know in that case it might boil over something so little that could be easily dismissed is now becoming a big big problem and it wasn't worth it and no problems really worth it if you make it a problem which then I can argue that you wanted to make a problem and that's obviously you you don't want that um, reputation like you like oh you caused this problem because you wanted it like you could just dismiss it but instead you took it personally because you might have had a vendetta with someone uh, a grudge and that's never worth holding in my opinion um, unless maybe in extremist circumstances. But either way, I kind of already explained that communication is key, and I don't need to go through that again. And, and you kind of know in all the examples I kind of gave, you know. Um, now, here's just two more things that uh, that really it should say how you conduct yourself, right? And, and hopefully you already have an idea based on some of the things I said and the communication aspect. So those are really major things about being a leader. But there's two more things, and it's kind of like wrapping up um, how you conduct yourself. 
The first thing is being cool and calm and being so as much as possible. You don't want people, your teammates, your coworkers, to panic if you're panicking, right? Even if you're you're very nervous and worried, even if you are panicking, don't show them that. Because worst case scenario is that you do show them that. And then they're then they're showing that. Right? Just imagine, you know, you're 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 pacing around, you know, like you're you're you uh, your your uh, your hands are shaking, you know, um you're you're just you're just doing something and it's pretty obvious, then it's gonna affect your teammates. Because if they're looking up to you and it's gonna go into the last point about, you know, the fact that you're a role model, but they're looking up to you and if they see a sign of uh, that you're that you're not ready to go or that you're very worried and you know whatever then they they have no choice but to be because they are following you they are behind you you're leading them into battle you're the one that's supposed to you know lead the charge and technically be the best at it and let me also say this too get this off my chest the best player does not always have to be the leader okay because sometimes the best leader doesn't want to talk in public doesn't want to be the leader for the first thing but maybe doesn't uh, want the responsibility or doesn't think that they're capable right there are leaders even at the bottom of the pecking order that could really help win a team a lot of games um like they, they don't uh, they, they don't have to be good at the sport like it doesn't have to be something that's um together it could be separate and that's something else I should have brought up earlier. That just because you're not good at what you do doesn't mean you have you don't have anything to bring to the table. A leader can be any skill set, right? And unfortunately, usually it is the best player is the captain. Just because, like I just said, you know, when you're going to into war, the leader's the first one that's that's going into it, and and you want your best guy, your your best leader is the first one and they're you know you're going to follow what they're doing and if you follow them you're going to be good at what you do too but like i said a leader doesn't have to be the best person it, it, it doesn't they could be in the middle for for or the bottom for all i care but they got they got show me you know they got the leadership qualities some of which i'm already telling and, and there's probably a whole lot more you know and it depends on your experience or maybe you know whatever research that you look up look out um in your own time but yeah it, it be as cool as calm as possible if you're very happy or you're very excited they're going to it's it's contagious all what you have if you are the leader is contagious to your to your teammates unless you don't show it and it's better not to unless it is like you know the happiness thing or the confidence thing right and you should be very confident I'll, I'll 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 show you a little bit of uh of a funny story and i'm not sure if it's actually like that funny and i wasn't even a leader at the time you know it was only my second year on the tennis team but yeah i was a sophomore um you know and i was i was going through a lot that that year 
you know, I was like trying to still find myself and, you know, still trying to find my game because it was also my second year playing competitive tennis. Um, and, you know, I, I, and I think it was also in the midst of Cam Newton having his Super Bowl, his Super Bowl run, you know, and he was doing a lot of celebrations, you know, he was basically showing a lot of confidence, right? And I was kind of inspired by that. So, and, and I also realized that celebrations could be a way to show to people that you are happy, right? Um, kind of like showing, um, showing happiness with a smile, you know? Something along those lines. Um, something, something, something like that. But yeah, you know, you, if you feel like that, if you're extremely happy, then yeah, show us, you know, express it, let it out, celebrate, right? Um, and I know with tennis is not necessarily appropriate, but I try to do it, you know, at certain moments in time that were, I felt, appropriate. And who's going to stop me, right? But the point of the matter in terms of this small leadership is sophomore year, we're on the bus, um... I'm trying to like you know get the freshmen going because the freshmen for the most part were kids that played soccer. Um, most of them did not know how to play tennis and therefore they were not playing that well, except for maybe one or two. But I was trying to give them some of my confidence and you know like and the reason why this is funny is because. The captains of that team thought I was being, um, with all the confidence I had, right, and the fact that, you know, I was able to, to, to give it, they thought I was uh, cocky and arrogant, you know, um, whatever the whatever you want to call it. It's just kind of funny to I'm like, I had so much confidence that even if I shared some, with my teammates, I'm still, I still have enough for myself. I'm still at 100%. Um, and so, and, and the reason why, you, I think the biggest reason why they thought I had a lot of cons is because of the celebrations or I was showing the freshmen about how confident I was in myself to which I was telling them, yeah, you should treat yourself like, like this. You know, you got to believe in yourself first before you believe in others and when you believe in yourself and you believe in others, the things that you do will follow, right? Um, like your game and your skills. Like, don't tell me if you're starting out a sport that you have zero confidence. For the most part, that when you're starting a new sport, you're starting it for a reason, right? You're confident that you're going to be good at it one way or the other at some point and even if you if you are not doing well you're still coming back to it you're still trying right you're still confident that you will be good at it at some point and then when you know you're in the midst of uh let's about to be in competition on the bus you know hope you should never lack it never should you lack it um and i'm not sure me i think i've done let me see how, with the, the orders and everything. Um, I, this actually might be the next episode where uh, confidence is the root of all things. you know. And I guess I might as well spoil it. 
a little bit. Um, and there's, and you know, the, I still talk about it a whole lot. I, I talk, I can't, I think I'm going to combine it with self-reliance. But the main idea with confidence is that, yeah, it's the root of all things. Why you have to, when you're doing something, you have to have the right mindset going into it. And confidence is the way, it's like the fuel of it. Like, say you're going into a test, right? Whether you study or not is irrelevant. If you think you're going to get an F or a D on it, most likely you are. Most likely you are. Because you're, you're basically like telling, you're basically like prefacing it in your mind. You're kind of like preparing for that result to happen. You, you need to believe that you're going to do something before you do it. It's almost like... It's it's almost like the base of a pyramid, you know. And I and I I, I might bring bring up that analogy. I, I I like to when it comes to movies, uh, like having the plot is the base of like you know without it, what else can you do, right? It's just gonna all crumbling down. But yeah, with like think about it like like this: you have skill, you have your execution. You know, skill and execution can only take you so far. Right when you have confidence in your in your ability to do well and combine those two things, you can at least then tell yourself, okay, I can I can go really far, and I, I really do believe. It. So then you're pushing yourself to the to the do those things. And then you got the motivation because you're trying to prove it to yourself. It's almost it's almost like um, I don't want to keep saying fuel. It's, it's gas and fuel the same thing. And gas would just be a different word for it, um, but really, it, it it is that, you you know, it's without gas, you can't go anywhere in the car. Um, but at the, at the same time, it, it's it's the first thing. It's it's the biggest thing, right? And we don't think of gas as like the biggest thing. Of course, we care about the vehicle. We care about having the car with us first. So it's weird. Like I do really think confidence is the first thing, but it's also the thing that we gotta keep up doing throughout. Like you gotta tell yourself, "Hey, yeah, I I'm good, okay," or "Hey, like I'm not that bad, okay." Um, all the work, all my hard work is gonna pay off today. You know, really, you it, it there's so much that we're capable of, right? But it really starts and ends with how uh, how much we believe in ourselves if we don't believe in ourselves how how far can we go you know you're low on gas you're not going to go that far when you're very much high on gas you have and you have a lot share it to someone who might need some um and i and i know it's easy with the, the car analogy and i know it's really hard to explain because confidence is something that's intangible confidence is something that's something that just um that's something you you kind of just feel something that you tell yourself in your mind you know it's something that's almost like in the heart and the mind in the body too it's really it's 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 weird to even think about but yeah again like i said point is with the the the, the whole story is that they look up to you, right? Whatever you do, they're bound to do. And you'll be surprised. A lot of it is contagious. 
So when you're calm and you're cool, now they might not reflect that because when you're being calm and cool, you're not giving off any impression of what you're, of, of you know, if you're angry or, you know, you're fired up. It's good to be fired up, by the way. You really do want to show and you really do want to be your authentic self. Show them, you know, that you got a lot of energy and passion uh, for the game, for the work or, you know, for something going on, right? You really do want to still be yourself. No question about that. You still want to be yourself within the version of, in this case, being a leader and, and, and whatever you're doing, right? In which case, you know, it's being a tennis player for me. Um, but yeah, if you're being cool and calm, then at least it's they're they're not gonna they're not all gonna be nervous, right? Some of them still might be nervous for their, you know, that they they want to do well, and some nerves are good, right? But at least not all of them are gonna be nervous. I definitely know that if you're nervous as a leader, then they also will be all of them. Because none of them are the leader. You are. Whatever you do, and you and you lead them out to to that court, they're most likely going to follow. You think they're going to lose? They all think they're going to lose. So you really need to be careful with your words, with your actions, and your approach. Right? You need to really ask yourself um, before I do something, before I say something. How will my teammates react to this? What would they do in response to this? How would I react to it if I was a teammate and my leader does something, says something like this? You know, And that ties into my last point. Understand, be aware of, like I'm really emphasizing understanding and being aware of that you are a role model and a representative of your team. So do not ruin your reputation with irresponsible actions or irresponsible words, right? Because again, they're looking up to you. Your fans are also looking up to you. You could say if it's a school, you know, so that's a lot of fans, right? In high school, the, the, well, I guess parents also count as fans. Uh, you also have, you know, staff members, of the school you have endorsers sponsors when you get into collegiate and and professional right so, you know social media your your own personal reputation but also you but the really the whole point is that you know you care about the team and you and care about your teams it doesn't reflect good on anybody if you make an irresponsible action on them or mistake uh, and I'm not saying anyone uh, everyone's perfect you know but you really 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 need to make sure and ask yourself how's this how's this going to be perceived because every it, you're under a microscope as a leader I hate to break it to you but you are um, you have the label and there's almost a target on your back right that you are supposed to be the best in Basically every every fa- uh, every facet of this of the game of the sport, and I would definitely say that, um, except maybe skill. Again, I, I already brought that up a little bit earlier, but again, you know, you're, you 
you're on top, right? On the pecking order, you're on top. You're the captain, you're the president, the leader. That means all you have now is to go down. So you don't want to hit rock bottom. You really don't. You need to stay up there. Avoid controversies. Um, avoid, you know, stupid decisions, which may have to do with drinking, you know. Um, there's a lot of things that leaders have done that got on themselves and the team in trouble. It's a bad look for the team. It's a bad look for everybody, you know, like the fact that they were led by you, right? And you and they personally know you, right? Really don't uh, and when you and um, and unfortunately this may not be your attention, but this is the other thing. If you are irrespons- uh, irresponsible, it makes it seem like you're selfish in doing so, right? That they a lot of people might say that you weren't thinking about the team, um, that you were only thinking about yourself. That's that you carry the burden of of um having being the face of the team and having the team on your back. Like wherever you go, the team goes. You know, the fact of the matter is, is that you leave them out there, no one else. So whatever you do, it represents on them as much as it does you. And that's why it's such a big responsibility. And that's why a lot of people may not want to be the leader or think that they just cannot handle it. Um, because, um, you know, think about if you weren't a leader compared to who you, to, if you were, you know, there's, there's obviously less... Publicity, there's there's less um, there's less attention for um, the player who's not a leader rather than the one who is, you know, and that can definitely change the dynamic of you know how you live, how to go about your life. Uh, you could do it um, more risky if you weren't the leader. Um, you know, you, you, there's definitely a lot more things you have to think about, care about. Like there, technically, there's no off season. You're still the leader, uh, assuming that you didn't graduate. So a lot of things you have to think about and you just, again, if as long as you're aware of it, as long as you understand, yes, I am the leader, I'm the captain, I, alive, what I have to do, what I say could uh, affect my teammates, could affect this team, the school, whatever the case may be in a, in a bad way. Rarely is it in a good way because a lot, like I said earlier, when it comes to negativity, it sticks, right? And not just for you know, for stories and headlines, but also just in our minds. Um, so you really, again, that, that this is the last thing. It's the, the responsibility. Like I said, there's a lot of things that you have to do as a leader to, to you know, be in a position, uh, to put everyone in a position to succeed, but then also dealing with, uh, dealing with your team, dealing with the public relations aspect, it's it's something that you're gonna to have to think about all the time. You know, everything that you say, everything you do, could have consequences. Uh, and unfortunately, I have to put it in that way of the light rather than saying, "Oh, everything you do has a reward." You know, it's more of like having a reaction and what's going to be. You have to really prepare yourself, assuming the worst a little bit is not a terrible thing. So then you could possibly um, be, be double double guess, uh, double think. I should say, like hesitate for a second and just clarify. Uh, Clarifying your mind. Okay, actually, you know what? I I, I shouldn't actually say this, um, I, or I shouldn't actually do this, because it seems like then everyone's gonna everyone's watching you, right? Um, like waiting for you to make a mistake, and you shouldn't have to make that mistake. So definitely, please be careful with that. I hate when a leader, um, you know, makes that one mistake and they're ousted, and you and their teammates feel shameful, you know, like and and it's just a whole situation that could have been for if the leader just just thought a little bit more deeply. 
Um, and not, like I said, not everyone can handle, not everyone can do it. But in, in in that case, it's not necessarily you know the leader wasn't capable of doing it. It was just you know they just couldn't um couldn't put it in a way that they were able to um to keep it for a long period of time. So that is it. And end of the how to be a leader. Hopefully, I was not that bad of a teacher. Uh, I don't think I am a great teacher, and I don't know exactly how I am when it comes to you know audio. But hopefully, everyone has uh, in uh, light. Listen to this one. Uh, I really do think that um, you th- that you could have learned something from this, whether or not you wanted to be a leader. Um, and it doesn't have to be in the sports context again. You know, you, it could be applicable to a lot of things in life. And I would definitely say that uh, if you if you did like this, you know, or I changed uh, think uh, your, your perspective on something, or you know the way that you uh, would act in some place, or you just want a discussion. Definitely reach out on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Maybe you can uh, discuss with uh, other fans of the show, maybe even myself, right? Uh, I love having a discussion, especially when it comes to leadership. Like I said earlier, it's not talked about as, as much as I think it should in the sports community. Like, I think it's vital. You know, I really do think it has an impact on winning games in any sport. And that's really hard for analytics to track. So I that's another thing of reason why um that we don't talk about that much because it's intangible you know it can't be something on the field something that we see it's in the locker room so we don't even have access to the locker room um we don't even have access to what's happening in the dugout or on the sidelines you know we, we, we just can't um and we can't we can't even see it we can't hear them either so that's just something that we just dismiss and i really don't like that um you really need to put yourself in their position like I was and a lot of people were um, playing back in high school, playing back in college and they understand that leadership goes far. Um, I really do think that every good team has a good leader and every bad team may have a good leader, right? May is the key word there. Um, There also could be a lot of dysfunction. Maybe it's a bad culture, you know, I'm not going to say, you know, just because there's a bad team that means they have a bad leader. You know, that's not necessarily the case. There might be a lot of unforeseen, a lot of uncontrollable circumstances or forces that interfere with that leadership uh, that may also limit one's leadership. And that may have to do with, you know, the coach interfering, um, the owner uh, intervening, or, or the athletic director, the board, trustees you know whoever the case may be um you know and and maybe even the commissioner right it doesn't matter but the point is is that it's very vital one way or the other it's vital so um again i i, I do appreciate uh you guys uh listening to this go out listen to the other ones uh there should be a good amount for their uh, for uh, for your likening already and until then um thank you um, I, I hope that um, there will be more like this soon, you know, in terms of like me teaching or maybe maybe you, you want to come on and, and teach um, so, uh, like more people. I do I do like um, acting like a teacher once in a while. You know, I give people advice, but I don't really call it teaching. I don't like to call it how to, but there might be other ways that I'm not thinking about. Or maybe you're an expert in something and you, and you want to share that with more people. Because like, like there's a lot of things in life that we gotta use, uh, and, and we just need you know, a voice to, uh, to 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 hear it and finally use it. But 
again, either way, like I said, thank you so much. Um, until then, I'll see you guys on the other side. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at High Voltage with Double A.